Back on the Friday edition of Ariva Martin in Real Time Emergency Session of the Group Chat. Fellas, thank you so much for joining me on short notice. Uh, Dr. Fletcher, welcome. Always good to be on with you good brothers. Happy Friday. Yeah, happy Friday. Danny, man, thanks for, for joining, on, joining, uh, joining us as well. How are you today? Uh, man, I'm wonderful, man. Blessed to be here with you and Dr. Fletcher. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Really glad to have you all here today. Right on. Um, so let's start with this really weird uh, Sean McDermott thing. Uh, he's the head coach of the Buffalo Bills. He's had a lot of success since he's been there, uh, partnering with quarterback Josh Allen. Uh, you know, a good coach quarterback combination seems like it's, you know, seems, seems like it has been building there with the, the, the success Josh Allen has been having. And uh, although he's not having a, a good of a year this year. Uh, and and even last year, but just th- these really weird comments by Sean McDermott, you know, um, saying you know this is this is from a speech from 2019, and he's kind of known for giving these speeches to to his team, but he uh, he this this just came out, so this it just came out that he gave this speech, even though it's from 2019, and apparently he was he was talking about uh, you know coming together to accomplish a goal. And he came up with the 9-11 hijackers who were able to murder 3,000 people at the Twin Towers and other locations, you know, the Pentagon. Uh, one of the planes crashed uh, in a field in Pennsylvania. And, and somehow, Coach McDermott thought this would be a good idea. He said he immediately apologized to the team afterwards, and he felt bad. Uh... Dr. Fletcher, I mean, what, what is, what, what, I, I don't even know where to go with this. I don't even know what question to ask about this, <laughs> but it was, it was just seems like a really bad idea, like an obviously bad idea just to even try to say that. <laughs> he, he immediately knew he had put his foot in his mouth um, when he said it. And we, all three of us, we, we play sports at different times, at different levels. And if you're anything like my experience, I have heard and had coaches who have tried to use various means and methods of motivation and inspiration. And it's almost like the, the episode of Martin when they said, that ain't deep. And there are certain times where I've had coaches, I have had coaches try to reference the leadership of people like Hitler, of people, notorious figures in history. And they try to preface it that, of course, don't look at the heinous act. I'm talking about the organization, the rhetorical skills, the blah, 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 blah. And as though you can you can sanitize it. And say, you know, oh, by the way, Mrs. Lincoln, outside of that, how was the play, right? And we're sitting there like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, do you think I'm just going to overlook your reference to, to a heinous figure in, a, in, in world history and look at some sort of soft skill he had that we should, should glean from? This situation struck me as that in, in the same way that I didn't necessarily – attribute some sort of, you know, heinous character flaw of my coach at the time because I knew the person. Mm-hmm. I did look at the person and said, okay, that was stupid. That was boneheaded. And in hindsight, thank God we didn't, we weren't in the social media age or you'd have lost your job because somebody would have said something. Mm-hmm. 
he McDermott is in the in the social media age right now, and most of the players said that yeah, while it struck them as odd, none of them really saw it as something that was worth going to ownership and questioning his character. And it was it, it was also interesting. It, it brought me back to some other times in in sort of blooper foot in mouth coaches history. I'm not sure if you're real quick. I'm not sure if you all remember when Bill Parcells uh, notoriously and infamously did a press conference back in 2004. And he was talking about then uh, quarterbacks coach Sean Payton on his staff and defensive coordinator Zimmer, uh, Zimmer Mike Zimmer, who mm-hmm. eventually was the head coach of the, the Minnesota the Vikings. Vikings yeah. And he was talking about how they love to, they love to one up each other in, in practice. And he said, I'm sure they're going to come up with some jap plays. You can look it up. You can look it up. It's, you said it's, jap it's plays now. at J-A-P? Yes. Oh, referencing wow. Pearl Harbor attacks. Oh, and didn't think anything of it. It's, it's, it's trending now because people are connecting McDermott with, with what Bill Parcells said. And he was referencing the, the 1941 attacks in, in Pearl Harbor. And he said, and here's a direct quote, guys. He said, no disrespect for the Oriental, (laughs) but what we call Jap plays, okay, surprise things, end quote. So there is a long history, and Bill Parcells went on and will be a future Hall of Famer, went on to continue to play and and coach, excuse me, and all of that. So I don't see anything happening to McDermott at all. But to your point, though, it is a different time. It's a different time now than it was in '04. I did not, I did, did not You're know right. of that press conference. Uh, and, oh my, oh my word, heavens to Betsy! This dude said, "Jap plays." What? <laughs> oh my god! <sighs> All right. Um, yeah, and so <laughs> this is from the article. Um, apparently, Coach uh, McDermott said, "So what tactics? What tactics do you think they used to come together?" And a young player tried to methodically answer, um, and, and then he McDermott continued, uh, what do you think their biggest obstacle was? And and, and the veteran answered, TSA. Uh, and so this is just, this is remarkable, but uh, let's bring you in here, Danny. Man, this is just, <laughs> hey, listen. The question is, would any of this have come into play if they were in first place? They're six and six. Okay, they finished second place in 2019, first place, first place, first place. Okay, Natter 6-6, six and, six, and, and a writer that covers it, now all of a sudden is digging in the archives from four years ago, bringing this up. And he's had four years of bringing this up. But see, it, it doesn't have the same type of cachet or same momentum if you bring it up last year, year before, year before when they first played. Because the community, the city, and all the people involved with this franchise and that support this franchise, parties would have been like calling a beat writer a hater or go find yourself somewhere. But now, since they're six and six, you know, the old saying is you kick somebody when they're down. And, and that's exactly what's going on here. But at the same time, the rhetoric that he used is unprecedented. I, I haven't seen anybody refer to 9 11 that still has a job in <laughs> mm. this type of magna food with, mm-hmm. with this type of, uh, with this type of stage. I mean, we're talking about an NFL coach 
right? That's what we're talking about. Somebody has one of the biggest stages in the world, one of the biggest sports in the world, the biggest sport probably in the country, and we're referring to 9-11. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? It's unexcusable. We all know you make mistakes. We, I've been in the heat of the moment as a coach, as a player. Coaches dig deep, and, and the well is running dry. Mm-hmm. It's only so many quotes. It's only so many quotes and only so many people <laughs> can reference, and that's why these coaches referencing all these <laughs> mythological and crazy characters that have, like, like Dr. Fletcher said, I mean, anytime you re- reference a person like Hitler, or Genghis Khan, Napoleon, all these, these people that have killed thousands mm-hmm. and millions of people, you can't reference these people, but nothing but the word evil. And that's it. But, but, but hey, he made a mistake. Um, if this man loses his job at the end of the season, I wouldn't be surprised. I know Dr. Fletcher is going the other way, but I wouldn't be surprised if this man... Mm-hmm. Uh, if he if he loses his job, because this is a different day than it was in 2019, in 2022, in 2020. Yeah, I, I don't. I think he's gone. I don't know. I think if he if he's if he's not gone yet, if he coaches Sunday, which I I believe he will. I don't you know I don't I think this is the kind of thing where if you you either get fired immediately or you don't get fired. And now him getting fired for for the, the Bills on field performance, that would be another that would be another story if they, mm-hmm. if they continue to uh, to play the way they've been playing. All right, let's um, let's move on to uh, some Heisman Trophy uh, Heisman Trophy discussion uh, about who who you guys think is going to win. But first, I told you I was going to give you a, a a John Heisman quote. John William Heisman <laughs> is the uh, is the man who the Heisman Trophy is named after, and he has I have recently learned within the last few weeks actually about a quote of his that has become one of my favorite quotes. And now he's got some good quotes. Um, uh, the classic quote, it's not the size of the dog in the fight, but the size of the fight in the dog is attributed to John Heisman. Um, uh, let's see. The only time the clock should beat you is in a race. Uh, no, that's not my favorite. Uh, love makes the world go around, but touchdowns make it spin faster. No, that's not my favorite. Let me tell you my favorite John Heisman quote, and one of my favorite quotes at all time, uh, of all time. He says, quote, gentlemen, it is better to have died a small boy than to fumble this football. Wow. It is better to have mm. died as a small boy than to fumble this football. That's crazy. And so that's I just wanted to share that as we get into this Heisman discussion uh, about who's going to win the Heisman Trophy. And just, just actually just a, a side note on, on the Heisman Trophy presentation. You know, Chris Fowler, who um, is the ESPN host, it's going to be his 30th. It's going to be his 30th time hosting the Heisman Trophy uh, presentation. That is crazy. That is actually really wild. If you think about just um, how competitive, you know, uh, TV is and, and broadcasting. And he, this is the he's hosting this show, the same show, for the 30th time. But the, the finalists are... Uh, are, are um, Daniels from LSU, Harrison from Ohio State, uh, Nix from Oregon, and Michael Penix from uh, from Washington. Uh, so, uh, you know, Dr. Fletcher, as a former college football player yourself, you're going with LSU. Now, LSU's Jaden Daniels is the betting favorite, even though LSU has not had the best of seasons. Usually, uh, you know, you got to be one of the top top five, ten teams to, to kind of be in consideration for this. But he, his, his numbers have just been so bonkers this year. 
So LSU's mm. Jaden Daniels, Oregon's Bo Nix, Washington's Michael Penix Jr., all quarterbacks, and the only non-quarterback, Mike, Marvin Harrison Jr. of Ohio State. Who, uh, who are you rolling with and why? Yeah, Mar- Marvin, you're right. It's a quarterback award. Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, although I believe he should be at the top of the list, he, he may as well just go ahead and enjoy the festivities. <laughs> he, he's not really going to have an opportunity because it, it's much like the NFL MVP. It's a quarterback award mm-hmm. in, in all seriousness. And I, I'm going with LSU's uh, Jaden Daniels. San Bernardino native, by the way. Mm. Uh, he he um, yeah he transferred from, uh, from Arizona State to LSU mm-hmm. uh, back in, in 2022. So he's a, a West Coast he's a West Coast kid. But I mean the kid has I mean like you mentioned his stats jump off the page. And if you're not going to have a team that is fighting for college playoff relevancy, you you better have some gaudy numbers. And they better be against some of the top teams, which they were. Uh, he had some some incredible games against some of the top talent in the top conference in the country, even though the Pac-12 uh, really had a good season in their, their final season together. I mean, he had 50 total touchdowns uh, rushing and passing. He, in one fewer game I saw than Bo Nix, who would probably rival – Michael Penix Jr. for number two, in my opinion, on the Heisman voting list, he surpassed him in yardage in in a few one fewer games. So by all different accounts, I think the momentum is behind Daniels. I don't see anything that Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. did, although Penix Jr. was my favorite prior to him stumbling the last few games down the stretch, mm-hmm. I think that left the door open for for um, for Daniel's numbers to really probably win the day tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, just really remarkable numbers from Jaden Daniels. 40 touchdowns, just four interceptions, uh, 10 rushing touchdowns to go along with 1,100 rushing yards. I mean, mm-hmm. what? And, and, and I mean, and, and Bo Nix also forty touchdowns, just three interceptions. Just the touchdown to interception ratio is just is just wild here. Uh, uh, who are you rolling with, Danny? <laughs> man, I, in my heart, I would I, I would love to say uh, Michael Penix, man. You know, but this is not September. <laughs> September, <laughs> September Penix had it, man. But <laughs> hey, man, this kid Daniels, man. Let, let's all pay attention here, man. I, I, I've only watched LSU a couple of times. I was locked in to all West Coast teams. I'm not biased, but I'm just I'm just being honest with you, man. You look at this guy's numbers. If you give this award to anybody else, when this guy has five thousand yards, ten what do you got? Ten touchdowns on the ground, mm-hmm. an average four hundred yards a game throwing, and four of those came against SEC opponents. So I mean, you can't go mm-hmm. against I, like I, like it's impossible. Like he. This is his award. Like, they, they can have, you know how people drive in a carpool lane with the, with the, the mannequin, the dummy. Just go ahead and put the mannequin <laughs> in the mother. <laughs> it's over, baby. I mean, it's no shot, no chance. But second, let's, let's talk about second. I'm going with Michael Penix, Bo Nix, and then Harrison. Even though I think Ohio State depended on Harrison more than any other team, I mean, any other uh, Heisman Trophy candidate, without question. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, no. I think if you're talking about who is the actual best player, it's got to be Marvin Harrison. But that's just not how oh, no the, that's not how the votes work. You know, they just it's it's a it's a numbers based award and it's a quarterback based award because the quarterback touches the ball on every play, and so they have the the, the opportunity to make the most impact. And you're Marvin Harrison, you put together 1,200 yards and and 14 touchdowns. Which is which is incredible, especially with a quarterback like Kyle McCord, who is not bad, but he's not he's not an elite quarterback. He's just he's just on a great team in a great system, and you got players like Marvin Harrison to throw to, and and so I think Marvin Harrison is the best player on that list. But uh, but Jaden Daniels also is incredible, and I I think um, I'm excited to see him play at the next level because um, he's just got he's got all the tools. Uh, when we come forward though, fellas, uh, I want to. I want to talk about the NBA in-season tournament. The Lakers are in the finals uh, against the Pacers. And we got other stuff to talk about, too, man. Uh, the, the We were talking about this uh, on the day it happened. Florida State getting, um, getting jobbed, in a lot of people's opinions. And we were talking about it the night before. Actually, I was, we, you know, this is called the group chat for a reason. I, I told them FSU is going to get in. And Fletcher said, no, they're not. Dang, man, why do I always got to be wrong and you always got to be right? But we'll talk about that uh, when we come forward after this news, traffic, and sports update on KBLA Talk 
loyal listener Howard from Indianapolis is calling in. Uh, and Howard, uh, I know that I, I tease you about the Pacers sometimes, uh, rightfully so. Uh, but uh, the Pacers uh, have earned their way into the NBA in-season uh, tournament final against my Lakers. So now we are no longer friends. Uh, but I, I do want to give you uh, this opportunity to, to to share your thoughts. What's up, man? No, no I'm just amazed at how uh, – first, I want to say thank you, Avi. Thank you, uh, Dr. Fletcher. Thank you, Mr. Griffin. Um, but I just want to say how amazed I am at how they're playing and um, the pace that they're playing with and the confidence uh, that they're playing with. Um, the Lakers, you know, I watched a little bit of that game um, – and then turned into a blowout. So, you know, they were, you know, but I, I can guarantee you tomorrow night there won't be no blowout. Yeah, I mean, it might be, you know, Pacers way out. I, I oh, understand. oh, but, oh, hold on. But, I'll go up and go ahead. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but all in all, I'm, I'm, I love this in-season tournament. It brings so much excitement. I mean, you know, and, then, and it's like the Pacers have jail. Um and I can't speak for the rest of the season, but right now the Pacers are playing the best ball. All right, all right. Howard, appreciate that. Uh, Andy, what's on your mind? Before Howard goes, I just want to say this gives me 2,000 vibes. 2,000? Oh, so when the Lakers played the Pacers exactly. in the, in the Okay. They, you know, it's in-season tournament finals, but it's giving me those type of vibes. And uh, – it didn't go too well for Indiana during that time, <laughs> and I expect to see a repeat this go round. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, un- un- unfortunately, Shaq fired, huh? yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, unfortunately for the Lakers, Shaq or Kobe are not walking through that door. But uh, we we do have a, a great roster. But um, yeah, I mean, Howard, you're right. The Pacers have been playing incredibly. I I, I was really I wasn't surprised that they beat the Celtics, especially since they didn't have Chris Stapps. Because, you know, without Chris Stapps and, and at home, uh, you know, okay, I can see them winning that game. But then to go on the road back the, the next game and beat the Bucks, I, I was surprised. And, and now I've been a fan of Halliburton for a while, but that dude is, uh, that dude is looking like, uh, like, the, like the dude right now. Um, yeah. So I mean, full of roster of players, and, I mean, they're playing can, they're, playing as a unit they're believing in one another they're having fun that's the most important thing have fun and, and they out there having fun and that's it yes yes sir and, uh any other thoughts howard before we uh before we let you go no i just want to say my hometown pacers go pacers all right howard i'll, I'll, I'll expect you to call in uh on next friday regardless of what happens please right? call in next friday always. Howard. please call back next oh, friday always enjoy your weekend howard enjoy the game appreciate you calling in always yep all right so uh so daniel let's start with you on this one um what uh what are your thoughts about the game tomorrow oh man lakers man i mean this is a this is a moment this this is one of those defining moments that the nba once again have brilliantly uh, uh, going to capitalize uh, the, the world as being in the Premier League in the world easily. The single elimination tournament, 39-year-old player LeBron James comes out, plays extremely well. They win the whole thing. He wins. They win. It's over. Single elimination uh, uh, games are perfect for somebody who's aging and on limited minutes too. By the way, that's like the NCAA tournament. Next thing you know, now you get new sponsors coming in. 
You get new fans that are not feeling bored by a seven-game series, five-game series, whatever. Now you can tune in and tune out, right? Perfect place, new, new entertainment, sports capital of the world, Las Vegas. Perfect timing. Everything's perfect. He wins. NBA wins. And next thing you know, everybody's once again singing the NBA's praises, exactly what they want, so they can go global. This is just, this is just part of the plan. And I didn't, I didn't really – wasn't particularly excited about a playing tournament. I didn't understand what they were trying to do initially. But now that I see – and now that I see that sponsors and people are watching and they're having meetings in Vegas and all this sidebarring business stuff going on on the golf course and all this stuff, I mean, this is genius. And, and LeBron is going to win. And uh, they're even politicking for him to be MVP this year. Uh, oldest players is Carl Malone if he keeps playing like this. That's what they want. Well, right. you ain't got so, a politic for him to be genius. MVP. You ain't got a politic for him to be MVP if he's playing at this level. He he deserves consideration. I mean, that's just that's just a yeah. fact. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. Andy, what's up? Real quick, you know I love my Lakers, right? I do know that one hundred percent, and I'm, I want them to win. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Mr. Griffin was like alluding to it, but not really saying it. Look, I'm 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 like half conspiracy theorist (laughs) it was Uh, needed for the lakers to get to this position yeah and lebron james needed to be at the forefront because if it ended up being uh pacers versus the pelicans i don't think we i don't think we would be calling this a success Mm. you know what i'm saying and and you know i watched the game yesterday Mm -hmm. and for some reason the pelicans just they look like they didn't come to play at all yeah, there were jokes about, you know, Zion Williamson in Vegas and, you know, he brought 10K with him, blah, blah, blah. You already know. But, you know, look, I'm, I don't want to discount. I don't want to discount anything. But, you know, it's just I, I understand. I understand. And it's a good thing that the Lakers have won and LeBron is at the forefront. And now before I throw it to Dr. Fletcher, I just want to say I, I, I understand that thought of, you know, conspiracy theory people. But I'll, I'll just give you this. LeBron went four for four from three last night. LeBron cannot do that on any given night. That that you can't plan that. That's not some, that's not something you can you can orchestrate. All right. I don't care if it's practice. I don't care what. But you know you cannot plan on LeBron going four for four from three and them shooting almost fifty percent as a team from three for the whole game. So yeah, the the Pelicans they have a they they didn't come out with the fire and Zion Williamson. Uh, you know, like as I said, he they call him the Pogo Penguin for a reason. You know, he he he's a he's a big dude who can really jump, but he he has been known and for not staying in the best shape, and he was maybe a little disinterested yesterday. yesterday. I'm just saying, but I'm just saying the point is, you can't plan on LeBron hitting them shots, and so anyone who wants to wants to plan on that and, and make the Lakers be the, be in the final, good luck trying to plan that any other game. Uh, but go ahead, Dr. Fletcher. I know. Um. Uh, I, I got to give you some some time to breathe here. Yeah, give me some space. <laughs> when it when it when it comes down to, I'm not I'm not necessarily on the same wavelength as 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 Danny and Andy. Although I do love a good script conspiracy theory, <laughs> I, I'm I think I think the Pacers are going to turn into a pumpkin tomorrow. Ooh. I think that um, if you if you watch the game, which I know y'all did. The Bucks got zero from their bench at all. The benches they got outscored like fifty-three to thirteen or something like that. It was an extremely top-heavy game. It was back and forth. Nobody played any defense. Hence, one twenty-eight to one nineteen. 
And in a high-scoring, fast-paced game like that, especially when you got – I'm not going to say that their roster is old, but they're not spring chickens. They're not, they're not Charlotte running up and down that court. You got no bench help at all. And let's let's keep an eye let's keep an eye on this this locker room revolt that's going on with that new coach. All right, mm. Bobby Portis came out last night, kind of saying that there's some some friction going on with this handpicked coach that that Giannis had. Uh, although you know I'm 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 all for the brother getting his opportunity, but they question organization. They question a lot of stuff that's on that coach. Right, so. I think there's there's some stuff behind the scenes that probably played out in the Pacers' favor. All right, I think tomorrow, when when they go up against the Lakers, I'm not even gonna break down the, the Pelicans. Dan, that was a joke. Um, <laughs> they 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 didn't they didn't show up at all. Zion rarely shows up. Uh, I think he's a, a paper superstar. I don't think he wants it. To be honest with you, he hasn't shown the dedication to stay in shape. They he he even questioned uh, his own fitness today several years into the league, several weeks into the, the year, and we're still talking about your fitness, being you having a dedication to fitness. So last night was 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 not really even a litmus test for for the Lakers. I think the Lakers are going to control the pace of play tomorrow. You're not going to speed Bron up. I think the Lakers are, are, are going to show their veteran savvy. They're going to show the strength of their bench as they're starting to get healthy. And overall, um, I love the the in season tournament. I wonder why they didn't have it a long time ago, like college and the Maui Classic and some of these other in season and preseason tournaments. It just breaks up the monotony and gives these guys something to play for, you know, as opposed to load management and guys just taking nights off because of the grind and the the the, the miles on their legs and all that stuff. It gives them some sort of motivation. So I dig it. The only thing I don't dig was the the courts, but everything else I like. <laughs> yeah, I was not a fan of the idea when it came out, but I'm loving it now. And and you know maybe it's because the Lakers are in the finals, but I, I just um I, I'm loving I'm loving it. <laughs> and and LeBron seems like he's having a great time. He is having a great time just hooping. It seems like maybe mm. it's because he's about to turn 39, but uh, he just seems like he's having so much fun and and. He's he's just his he just keeps him. He's the antithesis of Zion Williamson because his his conditioning is just unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Yeah. So when we come forward, gentlemen, let's uh, let's get in uh, this uh, Shohei Otani um, situation and, and maybe even a little bit of college fo- football playoffs if we can. When we come forward, right here on KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. You're listening to Ariva Martin in real time on KBLA Talk fifteen eighty eighty. And we are back on the Friday edition of Ariva Martin Real Time. Avi Bernard here with Dr. Sean Fletcher of San Jose State University and Danny Griffin, educator, entrepreneur, and motivational speaker. All right, guys, let's talk about the Shohei Otani situation. So uh, he has been the most coveted free agent agent, um, almost ever. Um, because he is an amazing hitter and an amazing pitcher, and you just don't get that. It's like shining, It's like signing two free agents, although he is going to be unable to pitch this coming season because uh, of a second Tommy John surgery. So just uh, the situation today got crazy because of uh, some false reporting uh, and by, by veteran uh, reporters too. So the confusion started today um, when MLB Network reporter John Morosi said that the, the decision was imminent with uh, reports coming potentially as soon as today. And then uh, people started, uh, uh, Blue Jays fans started tracking flights uh, 
They thought that maybe uh, uh, Shohei Otani was on a private flight from Anaheim because they, they saw that there was a private flight uh, scheduled to take, uh, take off from John Wayne Airport in Anaheim and then go to Toronto. So they thought, okay, that will, Shohei Otani is certainly on that flight. He wasn't on that flight. Uh, there's an opera singer uh, that said um, a Blue Jays starting pitcher, Yusuke Kikuchi, had reserved an entire sushi restaurant. And that meant that Shohei Otani was going to be there today. Uh, and then a veteran Dodgers reporter said it's going to be the Blue Jays, uh, J.P. Hornstra. And he was wrong. And it, it wasn't 10 minutes after that reporting that a few uh, other reporters said that, no, that's not that's actually not the case. He hasn't made a decision yet. So where it stands right now, Shohei Otani has not made a decision. Um, but uh, what do you make of this chaos, Dr. Fletcher? And do you think that Otani will ultimately sign with the Blue Jays, the Dodgers, or somebody else? You know what? It, it, this is this is theater. That, that's what we do. You know, that's what we do within the world of sports and even outside of it. We look for storylines. We look for things to to you know have a, a frenzy over. People need stuff to talk about. As you all know, I'm up here in the Bay Area all day. Everyone was talking about this story. If the Giants were back in play. If the, the San Francisco Giants really had a shot at him, the Giants happened to, they broke news that the Giants uh, signed a Japanese-born player and then connected the dots and said, maybe that was a prerequisite that Otani <laughs> had that we had to sign him in order for Otani to sign with uh, that type of, of nonsense. They need something to talk about, and fans are so desperate you know, for their, their respective teams to sign, like you said, this generational talent. To where now you got what upwards of 4,000 people I saw were tracking that private jet that left John Wayne Airport to Toronto thinking that he was going to fly with the Blue Jays. It's, it's nonsense, but that's the world of sports that we live in. I, for one, think that he's, he's going to choose one of the three California teams because he said he prefers mm -hmm. California. Something in the back of my mind feels like he's going to go back to Ooh, the Angels. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, Danny. Nothing uh, really to support that. Hey, I mean, you got a gut feeling. You know, you, you've you've rarely been wrong on this show. So, uh, uh, Danny, what do you uh, what do you think? Where's show? Where, where, where's Dodgers the all day. Dodgers all day. CAA agencies in Central City. Um, mm -hmm. You got the media. You got the weather. You got the beach. He's already groomed in the OC. It's right up to four or five. It's rock. He's gonna stay here. Too cold in Toronto. No, I hope you're right. I mean, I don't, no, the, I, no. I don't see the the point of going over there, man. I mean, come on, just stay here, brother. Just, just go. go yeah, in the media here. too, you know. Yeah, I mean, this is where you want to be. And money talks. Yeah, that's true. If Toronto comes out with an outlandish offer, and the Dodgers are like, hey, all right, go ahead. Not that the Dodgers can't match it, but do they want to match it? That's the question. All right, we got a couple minutes left, guys. Mm -hmm. um, your pick. In, I know we discussed uh, whether FSU got jobbed or not, um, but uh, who's your pick to win the? Um, to win the uh, CFP playoff, Dr. Fletcher? I got to stick with, with my horse from the beginning. I got to go to Washington. Oh, okay. That's what I said on the show yesterday, actually. Uh, I was in for a review yesterday, and uh, we had KBLA sports reporter Ray Richardson on. I said, I'm going to go with Washington. Uh, he said that he called it a sentimental pick because of the fact, well, uh, maybe he's right, but uh, I, I just think that they have a good, uh, a good chance to win. Um, but, uh, uh, Danny, what, who do you think is going to win? I'm sorry, man. I hate to say this. <laughs> Alabama, man. Politics. Money. <laughs> Alabama. 
Hey, well, I'm, you might not be wrong. I mean, they have a good chance as anybody, if not a better chance than anybody, to, to win it. They shouldn't, even, they shouldn't even be in this, man. And that line is going from four to, to three to two to one to probably going to be a pick on mm-hmm. my kickoff in a couple of weeks. Makes no sense to me. And, jo- and Georgia should be more upset than Florida State. I'll just leave it there. Really? Even though they lost that All game? All day. All day. All day. Cause they better they have run the table for three years straight. And Come lost for about three Come points. On. They dominated for three years straight and lost the last game by three points, and you let that team in? No. Mm. They should be upset. Mm. But, I mean, but who should have been left out? Uh, <laughs> honestly, we don't have enough time to break all that down. But Alabama should be, should be left off and um, probably Texas. Texas lost – Texas lost um, – uh, an earlier game in the season, even though they they're a really strong team, I think if you're gonna put Georgia in, you got to take Alabama out. But you're not gonna go SEC less in the CFP. You're gonna mm-hmm. have one. Mm-hmm. Man, I wish we had about 30 more minutes, y'all. But uh, we will get back at it next week on on the full version of the Friday group chat. Uh, really appreciate y'all taking the time to join me as always. Uh, I love love having these conversations always. with y'all. Y'all, uh, y'all, appreciate for sure. Y'all have a good weekend. We'll talk to you soon. When we come forward, Robin Ayers will be here with the Raw Reports. Enjoy your weekend. Go Lakers. I'm Avi Bernard, and I am gone.